Hello and welcome to the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. I'm Audrey Cornell. And I'm Louise Coleman. And today I'm going to be quizzing Louise on the films of John Cassavetes. (laughs) I'm so nervous. (laughs) So the reason for this is because I haven't actually seen any of his films, but Louise is kind of like the resident (laughs) Cassavetes expert. So we got some questions from followers. We could start with one of those. So someone asked, what about John Cassavetes directing style appeals to you? So I think what appeals to me the most is just that, like, it, you can really honestly tell that it comes from a deep passion and love for filmmaking. Like, obviously, we all know the, the budgets were limited, <laughs> very, very tight. But I love that. It doesn't matter how much money you've got. You can still make a film. Like, they use their house. Oh, when I say them, I mean, like, you know, John and Jenna, which is really weird as well, because when I watched Faces and then I did a rewatch of A Woman Under the Influence, I was like... It's their house. It's the same house. <laughs> it's a real, like, passionate love and actual talent mixed into one. I do like it a lot when, like, they kind of start from nothing, which I'm not saying John, because he went to, like, film school and stuff, like, you know, like, like tried out for the actor studio and things like that. But, like, you just kind of get that sense as well because it's so raw. And I really, really love that side of him. And there was this, like, interview uh, when he was quite young and he was he was talking about a lot of the films he made with like Jenna which I know is like pr- practically all his films but um, <laughs> we'll just make it and you know what if it doesn't get screened it doesn't get screened all we wanted to do was make the film like and I just brilliant like if he doesn't care about money because if he did he would stop making these films yeah. they did not make him any money like <laughs> he just he just wanted to be on set with his best buddies and his wife He's probably his bestest buddy, but you know, like <laughs> stories he wrote, he wanted to tell. And I just think it's really, really beautiful to see now in this age where like, you know, people are driven by the studio. And and I know that's not what these directors want to do, but sadly that's what they have to do now to make money and stuff. But I just love that he defied all of that. And also like with his directing style, he directed them so well. Like the act in his films was just top-notch and just everything down to a T was just perfectly crafted films like I just I just think like he was kind of one of a kind and like all of his films show that I just yeah his directing style definitely definitely appeals to me oh good (laughs) do you think it like for you it really just comes down to like that he just wanted to make movies and it wasn't really about being famous Yes, yeah, yeah. And you can definitely get that vibe from his films. Like, he didn't really want to be a star. Oh, actually, that reminded me. I watched the Oscar clips of when he was nominated. Obviously, the, the, the speeches of the winner. So when Jenna Rowlands was up for Gloria, it was when um, the woman in Carrie, oh, Sissy Spacek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she won for The Coal Miner's Daughter, I think. Uh-huh. And so I literally watched that just for them to say, like, Jenna Rowlands. And she looked lovely. She was in the auditorium. I couldn't see if John was next to her there. I was like, oh, I really want to look. <laughs> then I watched the 1974 Oscars, not the whole thing, but so I watched when they announced Best Lead Actress. I can't remember who won, but that's when Jenna was up. <laughs> what would I, I think do? it was Ellen Burstyn. Oh. Yes. Or yes, Alice yes, doesn't yes. live here anymore. Yes. Because everyone's saying she should have been nominated for The Exorcist. Oh, okay. If it was the same year, but I could be completely wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe. <laughs> 
Oh, so bad because it's one of my favorite films. I should know what that. So, The Exorcist is 73. So, it would have been. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. It could have been a year before. Yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. Because a woman under the influence was 74. Yeah. And so then that Oscar ceremony would be 75, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then, so at that Oscars, John was nominated for Best Director and Francis Ford Coppola won for Godfather Part Two. Like, you know, I mean, it, it kind of had to be, right? Like, I know we haven't even seen it. I know we don't, we're not fans, but like, you know, it kind of had to be him. But like, John was there. And so, sorry, yeah, this is such a big segue. This is about how he wanted to make films for him and mm-hmm. not for like money or gain. They announced him and they showed him. He looked so humble. And like, this is literally like, I know, but this is like a two second clip, but like, he looked so humble and almost kind of like embarrassed to be there. Like, yeah. I think he was. I think he was. It's, it's insane that that, oh, I should have written it down, but that directing year was like stacked. Like, yeah. I, I was, I did write it down because I wanted to ask you yes. the question. So I guess. Do you want to go to that? We go into that, but but yeah. yeah, but I just thought that was a great just just seeing that made me really just appreciate it more that it was like this is just he was just thinking like oh this is just a film I made with my wife about a story I wanted to tell like I did didn't expect it to go this far didn't expect to even be sat here so yeah I, yeah I could like just see I could sense it from him you know <laughs> he might <laughs> well, not have been sweet. thinking that at all but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no so who are those. Who were the okay. ones nominated? So there's the 1975 ceremony. And of course, you know, Coppola for Godfather 2. And we had Roman Polanski for oh. Chinatown. Oh, how did I forget that? <laughs> I knew then, it. I knew it. Of course. I mean, he always has to come up, you know. We have to mention him. <laughs> Unfortunately. And then we have Francois Truffaut for Day for Night. And then Bob Fosse for Lenny. That's I don't know if you've seen any of those. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw Chinatown. I've seen Chinatown. Okay. I didn't like it. So, and also that's kind of like, because obviously that's after the, what's a scandal. It's not, it's way more dramatic than that and more important mm-hmm. than that. But, so I hate that he's nominated, but I mean, that's Hollywood, obviously. Yeah. But like Truffaut, what? Fossey, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is insane. I've only seen two out of five, but like, what an amazing year. Like, yeah, I, I mean, believe he got not John got nominated. I think it's brilliant. Do you think of all of his films, like why do you think that was the one that was nominated? Well, I don't want to spoil anything for later, but I think it's it's his like magnum opus. Oh, okay, I think it's his best piece of work, and I think it's right. Nice. I know, like I always say, like I think the performance he got out of Jenna, and obviously this isn't like discrediting Jenna because like obviously she is like. A, one of the best actresses ever but like he got this amazing performance out of her like and I just everything everything on that film is just brilliant okay nothing comes good <laughs> and I think that's why I started to not enjoy his films I watched after it because I all compared it to that <laughs> but I watched opening night after a woman under the influence and I liked it and you know we'll talk about that later but I was like this isn't a woman under the influence like <laughs> <laughs> so I, I genuinely do think out of all his films, yeah. They they made the right call. They should have nominated more films, but they made the right call on that one. Okay. For sure. Nice. The like one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only time they ever did it right. 
not that the academy really matters but <laughs> no no sometimes recognition is good do you think like in general he got his dues or do you think it's kind of just coming now or like I in think, recent years I think recent years and I know we always say I think it's from like Criterion picking his films up and releasing them that way um I like to think he I don't think they like they got him in the yeah. 60s and 70s and I'd say 80s as well though he didn't direct a lot in the 80s but they definitely didn't get him I mean I think he was let down by audiences they just weren't ready for that in this in that time and I think audiences now from being with cinema for so long I think audiences now like film fans especially get him more yeah I think and thankfully he's actually you know making a resurgence and stuff but yeah, I think the, the audiences of the 70s just were not ready for that. You know? <laughs> I think that's kind of wild, though, because a lot of 70s movies are pretty yeah. intense and like yeah. emotionally draining. <laughs> so they're right, right? It's so yeah. true. Why did this film just not get the push? I don't know. Was and it, it's not was like... It the money side? I don't know. Because like a lot of 70s films are pretty low budget. Recurring cast of like characters? Yeah. Like, it's, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because yeah. I was also, it reminded me of, with his first films with Shadows, that came out in 58, audiences would, like, leave. They couldn't bear to see, like, an unmarried woman having, like, sexual partners. And she only, I mean, it's only one person is in she has sex with. Like, and they were leaving and stuff. They, they didn't want to watch it. That's just, crazy. <laughs> God, that is so good, because that paved the way for us to have, like, scenes like that in cinema like which sucks that I had to be in the 50s but yeah wouldn't have stuff like that now without without shadows pushing yeah. those boundaries but imagine it even the cinema it's just so funny to me yeah I like I've sat through bad movies just because I'm at the theater like we spent all that time and money right right <laughs> I also walked out of husbands which I know you were talking about earlier and like I haven't film. seen it, but like, does that make sense that people would have? Yes, definitely. Okay. It's like, I've had this thought about all of Cassavetes' films. Right? So this is a good and a bad thing. It's, like, it's always people shouting at each other and yelling. That's not <laughs> very fun. In Husbands, oh my God, they're just horrible. Like, they're not nice people. And maybe it's like a thing. Maybe then I think they're not meant to be nice, but it just doesn't come across that way okay. like yeah I can I can imagine me in 1970 walking out it was horrible like yeah. there's because so I heard that there's like loads of cuts and like there's like a final edit and things like that and they like cut out lots of like vomiting scenes and things like that <laughs> so I watched two hours and five minutes version on YouTube okay. and there's a scene where I think it's Bing Zara and he's like trying to throw up because they've had too much to drink and John and Peter just like won't stop talking to them <laughs> No idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's got to do with the plot. But but that wasn't even that bad. So I dread to think what they cut. But yeah, um, but yeah so like they're, they're, there's a scene where they're all drunk and they're making these women sing for them. And yeah, it's, then they start being really mean to this woman who's singing. And then I read today that she didn't even know the cameras were on. She thought they were being like genuine. And that's why she looked really upset. Oh. There's a horrific scene where Ben Gazzara, who, can I just say, I don't see the appeal. <laughs> you know, I've only seen him in Roadhouse. So. 
It's like his last movie. Oh, nothing I know. Don't judge your mom. No. <laughs> Which yeah. also hurts when he's in so many films. But he's, uh, yeah, I don't like his character and husband at all. He kind of beats up, well, not beats up, but like kind of punches his wife like, for a bit. Horrible. And it's, it's like, I can't really look at him the same way after that scene. It was really horrible to watch. I didn't like it. And then they go to London and then he's actually kind of not that bad because we don't see a lot of him, thank God. But, but yeah, they're all just horrible. I hate to say this to you, but Peter Falk's character, he's a bit racist. Oh. I know, I'm so sorry. It's, it's John's writing, so don't worry. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Peter. Peter said he had a terrible time making that movie, so. There you go. And that he like never sense. wanted to work with Cassavetes again. <laughs> But of course, you know. But then we came back. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, so hearing people walking out of husbands is so, so true. Like, it's, I don't get it. And you go on Letterboxd and everyone's like, oh, this is what's like hanging with the bros. Like, (laughs) it's my boys. And I'm like, did we not just watch the same film? (laughs) Yeah, I remember when I was, um, during my research that like all of the male audiences loved it but then all the female audiences hated it but then John was like all the women should like it that's what I was gonna say didn't he say it was like a feminist film yeah no I I don't think he understood what feminism was no bless him (laughs) no he didn't he really didn't (laughs) no like do you want a weird so this is such a weird segue but I had a really weird thought during it that um, yeah. they go to London and they get all these women back to their hotel and I actually thought if she was still alive it would have been great to have seen Sharon in it oh like, I had this really strong vibe I don't know why just from the London scene <laughs> like that's the only good thing I got was a fake <laughs> scenario in my head <laughs> you just had to make something up to like to, make to it, like it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh there um. is one other good thing John's character calls his wife on the phone and he says, let me get the actual quote up because I wrote it down. I think I died. <laughs> also, also, whenever they make reference to how short he is, I'm like cheering. It's brilliant. Okay, here we go. So he calls his wife up and he says, it's me, your golden Greek. I can hear him saying that. <laughs> yeah. But then like he kind of gets to this woman in London and he keeps saying like he's her Greek man. And it's like, it's not cute anymore because... yeah. The icky, but <laughs> yeah, I just, when he said that, I was like, oh, quick, write it down. Well, that's fun. I'm glad you got two things out of it. Yes, exactly. I guess that kind of brings me to another question I had. I just kind of wanted to compare husbands to like Mikey and Nikki. I don't know if Mikey and Nikki is necessarily like feminist, but at least it's more like a critique on yes. masculinity. And it sounds like husbands isn't really. But then like a lot of people say that Mikey and Nikki is like a ripoff a Cassavetes film and I was wondering what you thought of that that annoys me that they say Mikey and Nikki is a ripoff because I'm telling you right now if it was made by a a male director nobody would be saying this like no one would be comparing it because we we see it time and time now like so it does annoy me a bit but here's the tea I also see where they're coming from (laughs) I think it's better than husbands Mikey and Nikki uh maybe that's because that critique came across well because obviously some people who watch husbands may see the critique in masculinity i did not i just didn't okay. see it for me i'm sorry it didn't work it kind of fell flat for me the only thing is that it's not like a happy ending for them i guess at least they got karma for what 
they did or what they've done. But yeah, at the same time, I totally get it. I don't think they really got critiqued for it. Okay. And also, maybe that actually, you can definitely tell within the characters that is like a weird, a weird energy going on, I okay. think. Because obviously a lot of it as well, it's not all of it, but a lot of it is improv. And they're very skilled actors in that. So like, I think a lot of that definitely transpired. And maybe that's why I'm left feeling a bit like, about it. It was just weird. It was off. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think of the improvising? Because can there really be like a strong narrative if you're improvising? Exactly. And obviously we all know he does write his scripts. But if you're improvising, then why write a script? I don't get it. I would have thought John would be quite strict because a lot of people don't like improvisation. I would have felt like he would be one of those actors. So I'm quite intrigued as to why he like like he would always he would start with improv in it. Yeah, he barely kept to the same script. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do find that kind of interesting because I feel like he. It seems like the kind of person that would be like so detailed about his films, mm. but it's the opposite until he yeah. gets to the editing process. Bizarre, isn't it? But then I'm like, you didn't help yourself in the filmmaking part of it. <laughs> no, especially when you've made hours and hours of footage, like yeah. over a hundred hours. Yeah. So do you think like he should have just stuck with one of the things? Because I feel like he tried to do too much. And it's just funny you say back. that. Because when I was watching Husbands especially, and Opening Night as well, because obviously I watched like more of an acting films for re- research for the pod, and I, for the acting part of it. I forgot he was in Opening Night and Husbands. <laughs> and then so when I was watching them, <laughs> I didn't even realise he was in Opening Night. And then it's really cool how he's introduced, because it's on the play, on, like, on the stage. And I was like, that sounds like him. And it was him. <laughs> But now knowing him as like an actor and a director, when I see him acting, I'm like, John, what are you doing? Come back behind the camera. So I know what we literally did say, like how amazing it is. He's an actor, writer, director. Like, yeah, maybe he should have sucked the one. <laughs> yeah. Because I think then he, like, if you're in control of everything, things can get really messy because no one yeah. can tell you no. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's why... A lot of his films didn't do so well today. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, an editor's job is to not change the film, but just kind of make it accessible in a way. That's not exactly it. I just butchered that explanation. But, <laughs> like, you do need a fresh pair of eyes. It's George Miller's wife editing Mad Max Fury Road from a woman's perspective. And that's why it's so living good. And, you know, all of, sorry, all these examples are going to be of women. And it's not what I mean entirely. But, like, like Scorsese's films are edited by that. Thelma Schumacher, I think that's her name. And Tarantino's films edited by a woman. I'm not just saying it should be edited by a woman, but it should be edited by someone different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I totally agree that when he, no one can say no when it's you doing it. Yeah. I guess this kind of goes into another question that we got from a follower. Yes. Thank you for the question, <laughs> by the way. Yes. So someone asked, what do you think made him the patron saint of indie film directors? He was kind of like the pioneer for like independent cinema. And that isn't the case entirely. There was there were directors before him, but I'm sorry, why are we not talking about these directors? And we're talking about John, is because his films were good. What made him the pioneer was the budget being so low, yet still producing such a great work of art. Even him going to like cinema to cinema with like reels under his arm to 
show is filmed. Like that is such dedication. That's going to make you the pioneer. And when I say the, capital T-H-E. <laughs> <laughs> it was just yeah. that dedication, like grit, like it, it paid off for him. It might not paid off for him then, but it's done it now. And that's why he is maybe the master of it or even maybe the star of it as well. Yeah, I will say he definitely didn't like invent independent filmmaking. No. Like a lot of female directors yes. started it out, especially like in the 40s and 50s and started their own production companies. He became the poster child for it. Yeah. And I'm not saying he didn't deserve it or anything like oh that. Oh my God. But I just, I do agree with the person. Like I find it interesting that he is considered like the independent filmmaker yes. but I think it's okay to acknowledge his accomplishment but also other people's as well just spread the love yeah you know? it doesn't have to be a competition in it no like. <laughs> yeah that's what's the point in that exactly it's such a good point yeah. you made though like about how like a lot of them early film early independent filmmakers were women from the 40s that kind of speaks volumes like we all yeah. know how sexist that industry is yeah. So even some of the fans, like, yeah, cannot credit them first. If that makes sense. And I think there's a lot of great independent filmmakers with great films, and I would encourage people to do a little research. Do you think Cassetti's kind of benefited from being a popular actor as well, like within the industry, like in terms of also then becoming a director? I think it probably helped a bit. Shadows. Is it too little blues or too late blues? Too late. Blues. Too late blues. I, <laughs> I had too late in my head. I was like, I very don't But like, it didn't start off. I know too late blues was under a studio, actually. I could, I'm completely putting myself in a corner here saying it. He didn't <laughs> start go. off so great. Like, uh -huh. it started off more within like the, it wasn't mainstream. So I think he, w he could have been more popular. He wasn't. So I don't think it's helped him that much, but I don't know. Did he choose to not be that popular? Do you think he kind of like shot himself in the foot? That's such, it's so true because he wouldn't work with the studios, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can understand like both sides of the argument because yeah. like I hate the studio system, but then I also think he fought against them so yes. much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very stubborn. Did you have any other thoughts on any of that stuff? No, no, I think, yeah, no, I don't think I do. I bit, yeah, I should have thought about the, the 40s pioneers from Baber. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So you just think he's considered that because he's maybe like the most popular independent director? That's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 100, I, I think that's true. And it's so weird saying that because obviously I know he wasn't really that like, he was respected, but like obviously his box office numbers didn't show that. Not that that matters, we know that, but like... It matters within the industry, if you're going to keep making films. Oh, yes. <laughs> but so tricky. I think he is, yeah, like you said, he is definitely the most popular one. Yeah, like, well-known. Maybe it's, it's like people just associate that style of filmmaking with yes, him. Yes, yes. They're going to see an independent film from the 70s and be like, oh, it's like a Cassavetes film, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I just think that's kind of unfair to everyone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, totally agree. Yeah, I want to say I know we've already answered this, but yeah, why why is it him? I know he's not obviously the first person to do that, but I do like how he did. He had a lot of women centered films. Yeah, for a lot of male directors in the sixties and seventies, like that was not on yes. their radar. Yeah. And he's got loads, so I like that. I think that's really yeah. good.
Ellen Burstyn won against Jenna for the only like female-centric Scorsese film that he ever did. And I think then people are hoping that those two films would spawn like more films, but I don't know if it really did. No, I don't think it did. You would have thought it would have set off a whole chain reaction and it didn't. Yeah. Do you think that Cassavetes like portrays women realistically? I do, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, yeah. They're all very quite different. It is that I'm just thinking all of Jenna. Yeah. (laughs) Even in shadows, like that's about a woman. Yeah, that's like, true. Pretty much. Too late, too late Blues, Jess Polanski, she's not the best character representation we have, but all of Jenna's characters I think are really good, even in faces and stuff. She's still very fleshed out, I feel like. And yeah, I think because they're all, I think they're all quite different to each other. I really do. I know some of them have a bit of breakdowns and things like that, but it's nice to actually see a woman do that as well. That's true. I think I just I think it's brilliant from him, like from a male director. It's so true. Yeah, so Scorsese's got one female led film. I'm thinking about like all the other directors out there. It's insane. Yeah, because did Coppola? I don't know too much about his films. I can't say. I think like his first. Oh, really? Oh, no. The Rain People, I think. I don't know. I only know the Godfather films. And Dracula and Apocalypse Now. So there's a not good example. There's like no women in any of those. I saw part three has Sophia in it, <laughs> I guess. But no, that's, yeah. that's why I was really shocked to see how many like of his films. I know it is because probably because like Jenna was in use and stuff, but like let's see. It's good to see. And then that brings us to another follower question. Yeah. He worked on Jenna on basically every film and uh, along with like lots of other actors and crew members. And so someone was wondering, how do you think working with a lot of the same people in all his films was both good and bad? So I'm going to answer this from like a f- like me perspective. Mm-hmm. For me, it's good because I like most of the people he worked with. <laughs> like I love Jenna. I love Peter Falk. New Obsession. I love Seymour Cassell. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> And it's amazing. He even knows the Wes Anderson films. I didn't even know this. Oh my god, movie. that's perfect. Two right? of your favorite filmmakers. <laughs> He's gonna be my most watched. Come on, we gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's a good thing for me. I love like seeing his friends. Like it's brilliant. And then when I rewatch Shadows for this prep, like apparently Seymour's in it and Jenna, but I couldn't make them out anyway. Was, yeah. I was really trying to look for them. Maybe they were extra? Really, like, in the background? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, where are they? Yeah. And as well, actually, though, it's also fun using the same actors because there's this actor, which I apologise, I don't have his name, but he's in Too Late Blues and Shadows. I was like, hey, he's back. Like, <laughs> so I just love, I love stuff like that. Yeah. But, and then, obviously, as well, realise I don't like Ben Gazzara and I have to watch him in a lot. So it's fun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he is a good actor. I'm not saying he's not. I just personally don't really, don't really care for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. But looking back on it, like on a non-fan perspective, say, I think it's really good that he did this because obviously we knew how difficult he was. I don't like that word, but people say he was quite a strange time working on set. So at least all his friends got together and like, do that. 
yeah not a lot of people were like scarred hopefully <laughs> they probably were they probably yeah. were but then also it does make it quite limited as well of what you can make sometimes I felt like people were like miscast okay I just felt if he didn't stop himself from using his mates all the time then it would be better <laughs> <laughs> no I think that's fair yeah and also though but I can't imagine him working with anyone else though Jenna always a must and now I love him with Peter as well. Like, I see more. If I like the actors, I normally am like pleased to see them. I guess then you could tell your top three favorite films. Okay, I'll go from third. Okay. And this is something that I think you would also like. It is Gloria. Oh, okay. You would love it. There's no violence against women. Thank God. Like, bars low. True. It's just like, so Jenna is Gloria and she has to look after this kid who, can I say, he, I th- don't know if he won it, but he was at least nominated for a Rousey Award. Oh! He, was, he might have won it, but I could be wrong in saying that. Um, but then obviously Jenna was up for Best Actress, which is so funny. Like, <laughs> the duality. <laughs> Let but, me uh, like. I'm going to look this up. It was, I read it on IMDb, so I can't remember if he won or not. But it's a good enough plot. She has to look after this kid after his family gets killed by the mob. So, kind of a mafia movie. Yeah. Oh, he nice did thing. win. He did win. He did win. <laughs> it's, he, no, oh. the kid is awful in it. Like it's like a grown man in a six-year-old's body. It's okay. so weird, and he actually dresses like an old man as well. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a scene where, like, he's so mean to Gina. She goes to the bar, and he's like, "Bye, sucker. Bye, stinky." <laughs> Insults. That's just so funny. Kid delivering it, it's bizarre. It's so weird. But it's a really good film, and I think what Jenna does in it, she's brilliant in it. And I was, I won't lie, I was shocked to see that she was nominated. She should be nominated, but I just thought, ah, the Academy wouldn't nominate this. It's quite still, even though it's studio led, it still felt like low budget in a way. Like it was still, yeah. it was shot on streets and stuff, so it, like it had a bigger feel to it, definitely a grander feel. But it still also retained some of Cassavetti's earlier work oh, okay because this is 19 1980 as well right? yeah i think a lot of if you're not that into all the people shouting at each other and the gritty handheld feel of his independent films i think you'll like this one more because it, it feels more like a film oh my god it's like when harry styles said it's like a movie oh yeah <laughs> do you think that's like a maybe like the best gateway into his films i think so i would also my first ever film I watched of his was The Woman Under the Influence, and it didn't put me off. Okay. But I enjoyed it more when I rewatched it. But so I would definitely say a 70s, and then I want to say 80s, but just Gloria. No, <laughs> not Big Trouble. Don't watch Big Trouble. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I think sense. Gloria would appeal to a lot of people. Okay. I was, sorry, when I was looking up the Razzie thing, I noticed the kid tied with Laurence Olivier, um, the jazz singer. Oh, I've not seen The Jazz Singer. Me neither. I guess it's a remake? Oh, yeah, because it was the first talkie, wasn't it? Oh, my God, that is so funny. Imagine tying for a Razzie with Laurence Olivier. (laughs) (laughs) He's literally got, like, an awards ceremony named after him, and you're tied with him. I'd be honoured. I would be honoured. Yeah. I think Laurence Olivier should feel honoured as well. Yeah. (laughs) Respect both ways. (laughs) I want to see who the mm. other ones were. 
The Razzies are so fascinating. To oh me. no, I hate. Yeah, I hate the Razzies. I know, like, I love the Oscars. I know that we always say awards don't mean anything, but I love it. But the Razzies, <laughs> I'm so against. <laughs> it takes a lot of work to make a film. It does. Oh, that reminds me. So, like, he was six, right? So I think it's interesting because, like, with the Drew Barrymore stuff with the new fire starter and how she made them like take her off the list. But I didn't know in the very first one. They nominated a child. That mean their I'm, first Razzies. Yeah. They nominated. How evil is that? <laughs> so they always started off bad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were. Yeah. That would have been the year. Of, obviously, Shelley Duvall was up, which is just awful for The Shining. Oh yeah. It has because a like, cross through her name though. I think they might have oh, rescinded she it. Rescinded it a year ago today. That's so weird. <gasps> Oh, how spooky is that? <laughs> That's crazy. That's insane. And also, so, rightfully, it should be rescinded because she was amazing in that film. Yeah. They, okay, so they were also against for the supporting actor, Marlon Brando. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the formula. So I've never heard of that. No. Oh, no, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then Brando, oh my God. Charles Grodin for Seems like old times. I know the name. I know the name. It has Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. And then someone named David Selby for Raise the Titanic. Oh, God, that sounds awful. That sounds so bad. (laughs) Yeah, a weird Weird year. But anyway, any other thoughts on Gloria? No, it's just, it's a good watch. It's a good watch. I recommend it. I definitely recommend it. (laughs) I just love Jenna. (laughs) Good. Do you think, did she do like a lot of other stuff outside of Cassavetti's work? I think she, I don't think I've, I think I've only seen her in Cassavetti's work. Because okay. obviously she was more like as well on the stage and stuff. True. Yeah. yeah. But do I don't. I like check out more I of her work. Would. Okay. It would be nice to see her maybe directed by someone else, which then carries on into my second one, which mm. is Open Night. Mm. Two, Open Night. Well, it's really good. And also, obviously this came out before. But it, it the opening gave me King of Comedy vibes. Ooh, okay. I love the King of Comedy so <laughs> much. Like, <laughs> film. And which is funny as well, because obviously that heavily inspired Joker, which I hate. But I just love that I watched it all in the wrong order. So I watched Joker, then I watched King of Comedy, and then I watched Opening Night. <laughs> Perfect. But also, there's an opening, and it's got the same background. as. Oh, really? So it's like, He's on that wall, and then behind him is like it's like a picture of like people in a crowd. Yeah, you know the one. So I've seen, yeah, the... I've seen the movie. Oh, you've seen it. <laughs> I forget you. <laughs> but in opening night, when it's like the title sequence, it's like a really weird moment where she has like a little. She says something like as a narration, and it's got that picture. Oh, and then it's got and she like comes into frame and stuff. So I was like, oh, that gave me King of Comedy vibes, but also. Well, the main like the story in opening night is which I didn't know is about so she's starring in this play and they come out I think it must be a, like a it's so weird it's called opening night but we see loads of they, they do the play loads of times oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like pre-showings I don't know I don't understand it but huh. on the first night which isn't even the opening night because the opening night is at the end so this is why I don't understand <laughs> that's um, weird but so she meets a fan and then they basically run her over. Like, it's really, like, I don't really. Still like, don't she understand. kills her? 
Yeah, she's not driving, but she's in the car. Oh my god. Yeah. And that's like the plot. And then she starts like seeing her and things and like she like haunts her and stuff. And it like affects her work. But that really reminded me of the opening bit in King of Comedy when he's out the car. Yeah. So obviously I'm saying this. So I say the ripped off Cassavetes, but it's just weird because I watched them wrongly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, it's just like King of Comedy when I really should be saying it's like opening night. But opening night's really good. And also, yeah. oh my God, I got to see her. That was my first time I saw her and John like on screen together. Nice. It was very good. <laughs> um, they don't have any chemistry together because like they're oh. meant to be like rivals. He's oh. a bit of a, a bit of a like a I never want to swear, but he's a bit of like a you know like a, a D-I-C-K in it. Like <laughs> you don't like him in it. Yeah. Um but that kind of added it for me. Like <laughs> <laughs> also the play they were doing is so bad. She's oh yeah, because it's called I think it's called The Other Woman. Um what you from it is like the crowd would like laughing at bits, but it, they shouldn't be laughing. Oh. And I shouldn't care about stuff like this, but I do. But minus that, I love films about films. I love films about plays. I like just I love that aspect of it, like seeing the behind the scenes stuff. I wish we got more like of them rehearsing and stuff. But other than that, it was good, really good. And once again, Jenna is amazing. Okay, so good, <laughs> and she gets really like. She starts having like a problem with alcohol and then so at the end for the opening night at the end um she's just completely drunk out of her head and she still does the scene and it's oh it's just so good and you can it's so amazing when you see them like you see jenna turn into an actor as her character going on to stage and stuff it's just yeah. layers yeah amazing so good <laughs> and I do believe that if he was nominated for any other film I think it should have been that oh, okay directing nice. for that yeah like that I think that's like his second best film basically <laughs> <laughs> so it's number one I think I know what it number is one. I think he, it's gonna be it's gonna be a woman under the influence <laughs> and as you can tell all three star Jenna because I just mm-hmm. think she's brilliant and like say as well I know like she kind of goes through a little breakdown in opening night but they're all very different characters hers Mabel in A Woman Under the Influence is just brilliant like it's she's oh like when I first watched it I watched it back in 2020 and I was very I was a bit put off I was a bit like whoa this is quite heavy I liked it but then when I rewatched it now I liked it way more Okay. It went really fast. It was just brilliant. She is so good. And so it's about how basically she has a little mental breakdown and they commit her. And then it's really, it's really odd though, because when you think about it, there's not that many scenes in it. Because like it kind of like just goes on. Okay. Like there's very long periods of time in the film. But and then she comes back and it's just like I say she comes back. We only literally we just it's more build-up of the incident, where it's just, nothing even happens. Like, it's just her as a person, I think. I think she needs help, but I'm just getting up my notes for it. It's just the first <laughs> thing good. I thought was, God, this film is so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fraught with tension. Everyone is walking on eggshells in this film, and you can just tell. And it is a difficult watch. Like, it really is. And there's, it's not funny, but like, there's no fun to it. If you think a scene's fun, like she invites her kids, like friends, over and they have a play date. 
and you think that's gonna be nice and then it's not and it's really stressful and then it ends and like the dad's there who of the kids that they invite in and it's just it's not a good time yeah. and like all of nick who is peter Falk, all his work friends come over and she makes them spaghetti and it's really <laughs> awkward and like they're like oh you you know me i've been here before and so she's like i don't remember who you are and it's really heartbreaking and you can tell she's trying so hard obviously this isn't the right word but like be normal be a host be like giving and stuff and it's just oh it's just so sad to watch and and then the big scene is when the doctor comes around to sedate her and get her off to the hospital because she doesn't she believes it's all it's all them that caused her to be like this and it is like Peter Fogg's character is not nice to her he berates her and this is the first time I saw him that's why when we watched The Great Race I could not believe that he could be fun (laughs) (laughs) I was like what but and like his mother is very she's very against her mother-in-law so it's like she has no support whatsoever and it's so sad to see but brilliant acting wise like amazing and he's always got her in the frame, whether she'd be in the center or like this off to the side, she, the camera is always on her. And it's just excellent. Okay. Very good. It's a brilliant film. It's so good. So that's why I would also say that could be a starting point, but you gotta be like, it, it is a lot. Just gotta be like in the right headspace. Yes, okay. definitely. It's a lot, it's, it is worth it. And <laughs> I'm sorry, Jenna was robbed. <laughs> you watch that and tell me that she was not she that she should have won like you can't she would have in a just world she would have won the oscar for that i want to see who the other noms were so i say yeah who were? okay so we also had diane carroll for claudine faye dunaway for chinatown and valerie perrin for lenny so i don't yeah, even so, know I mean, what two of those are <laughs> No, <laughs> I've seen Chinatown, but I don't even think Faye Dunaway's a lead. Like, she should probably be in supporting. Okay. Did you have any other thoughts or things you want to share? I know, like, a lot of this has sounded like a bit negative, but like, I really do like his films and stuff. And they're all like pretty much on. God, I watched all of them on YouTube except for Big Trouble. So, yeah, I think that's just Big Trouble I didn't watch. That, that's nine films on YouTube. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> no, that's great, though accessible exactly so yeah don't be afraid like just try it see what you like shadows is his first film so the and i it, it, only 80 minutes oh actually i like i watched two late blues on google play as well oh okay but i mean so <laughs> don't be put off you might like his work you might not like definitely try it out like i'm glad i've seen it i've got it, it, it introduced me to see Cassell, who i really like <laughs> got me to watch loads of jenna films so I'm very happy with that. Good. So the moment we've all been waiting for, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Our fan casting, the infamous fan casting. Classic. <laughs> I think one person we did have on for the fan casting was our Seymour. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. If you no, thought no. of someone you could. No one could replace him. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have five people yep. to fan cast for which is small for most of our like things but I just felt like a lot of the people he worked with aren't really name known people yes. <laughs> who should we start with shall we I know let's get him out of the way should we do Ben Zara <laughs> okay do you want to start 
So like this one was like kind of difficult. And yeah. then I bought someone. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go with him. And I'm quite happy with this. So I went with Eddie Marsan. Ooh, okay. Let me look him up. I say this for everyone. I, I don't love remember. It. He's in the Oceans films. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah. I see it. I see it. Kind of, they got like the small head and stuff. Yeah. No, that's I think that's thing. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? Who have you got? I said young Eli Wallach. Oh, I don't know who that is. Okay. He's here active for a super long time. And having only seen two Bank of R movies, I don't know really what he's like as an actor. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. But I don't know. This only... is my worst. Only old pictures of him are coming up. Okay. But... <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> obsessed with him. He's got an Oscar in his picture, and he's with Robert De Niro. I yeah, I love Eli Wallach. I think you oh, like his stuff. What's he in? What do you recommend? Let's see. Oh, we got Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Ooh, yes, that's right. Holiday. Oh, that he's in the third Godfather. <laughs> of course, I do recommend the Holiday though. He's like old and I don't like really the Holiday. <gasps> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> it's okay. I know, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's like I can never get on board with it. I don't know why I just can't finish it. It's yeah, I'm not like the biggest Drew Law fan. I don't really like Drew Law. See, no, I like oh, he's beautiful. <laughs> but I don't like him in this film. Oh, yeah. Oh. His character is weird. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the cottage though, that English cottage. Oh. I want that. Beautiful. Yeah. Also, can I just say thank you for introducing me to Eli Wallace? He sounds great. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> who is he in the holiday then? Although, um, remember, I haven't finished uh, it. Kate Winslet's neighbor, who is like the director, I think. Oh. Like the cute. Oscar director. Yeah. Nice. He was like so, my favorite part of the movie. So, when she's in America? Yeah. And okay, he's yeah. like her neighbor, I think. So, he'll be like Cameron Diaz's neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You have to watch it for that now. Yeah. <laughs> just watch his scene. <laughs> skip. I'll just skip to him. <laughs> okay, who have you got for Elaine May? So I went with Alice and Janney. Wow. I think they're they look pretty similar to me and like they right. have that similar energy, just very energetic <laughs> <laughs> and not afraid to speak their mind yes I get off from both of them definitely nice I like that <laughs> oh thank you I'm glad we started Ben because I was I didn't like that one <laughs> get over it yeah, yeah that's fine <laughs> what about no, you Alison Janney works so actually I think I might have been a bit wrong on this one because I've gone for oh. a bit younger I okay. actually didn't really know so I went for brown haired Lady Gaga <gasps> Oh, okay. I like that. Like a Star is Born vibes. Yeah. I also did put Sophia Coppola down, but I was more like a cop out. Like, you like Sophia Coppola. <laughs> so I think I'm going to pick Lady Gaga. Okay. I like so, that. I'm yeah. taking shape shift. Yeah. Alison Janney is brilliant. <laughs> oh, love her. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> That's 1 1. Yeah. <laughs> Who next? Should we do our boy Peter Falk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued as you love him so much. Who yeah. Okay, so I kind of was thinking, so I cast him as John Garfield in the John Garfield episode. Yes. But then I was like, I don't know if John Garfield could do Peter Falk. Okay, I wouldn't knock John. No. 
but I didn't go for him. I went for someone else. But I said Joe Pesci. I've actually like, I kind of love that. Okay, like short, yeah, New York manic, New York. Yeah, yeah, but can also be serious when yeah. it needs to be. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. I love Joe Pesci. Okay. <laughs> Who have you got? I say this is such a different vibe. Mm. <laughs> this one I really didn't know what to do. Um, okay. So I went back to my basics. And I went to someone who's white and he's got brown hair. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I went for Timothy. <laughs> Trust me, my other ones will be good, okay? Okay. <laughs> Remember my Ben Gazzara fan cast and how good that was? It's perfect. <laughs> Literally, no thoughts, no vibes. I just thought I'll put Timothy in. I think he's good. And he's a good actor. He can pretend. Yeah. He's a bit tall, but... <laughs> do you think he could do a New York accent? I think he's from New York. True, what he is. What NYU? Yeah. He was born in New York City, but he doesn't have, he's like, a New York accent, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think we're, we're, we've been deprived of. Yeah. Let me see him so, with a New York accent. <laughs> yeah. Doing a Peter Falk, wearing, like, <laughs> the Colombo trench coat. <laughs> I think you just want to see him in a woman to the influence. I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know what to say about that one. No, not, with that, we will go to the next one. Okay, okay. Well, do you want to do Jenna? Yeah, so do Jenna. Okay. You're going to have to Google this one. Okay. I was looking at pictures from faces to put in my Instagram post about it. I put on this, clicked on this picture of Jenna in it, and then there's like recommended pictures. And this actress popped up in the best film I watched this month, which is a film called Cold War. Okay. Polish film. And the similarities. Oh my God, the similarities. First of all, Cold War is the best film ever. It's only 80 80 minutes. It's amazing. It's, oh my God, it's in black and white. (laughs) It's a brilliant film made in 2018. It's so good. Watch it. Okay. Her name is Joanna. And it's Kulig, which is K-U-L-I-G. Oh. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. An image. So yeah. that wasn't technically that wasn't really me. It was on Google Images, but at least you see one of her movies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mostly just went with this person because she's like a really big fan of John Cassavetes, and okay. I think Jenna's one of her inspirations. Yeah. And they do look similar, but I went for Kirsten Dunst. Oh my god, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Oh, so good. Much. And so, is that has she said that she likes Cassavetti's work? Yeah. Oh, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you would like that, but I That's also just cool. thought like it would be cool for her hypothetically to play one of her idols. It, she does look like. Yeah. It's pretty similar. It's really good. I like that yeah. a lot. I like that a lot. <laughs> Our Jenna's, we did good. We did very good on that. Yeah. <laughs> We redeemed ourselves. And then the man of the hour. Yeah. I thought it was really hard. Really hard. Yeah. I don't like mine actually. So I'm kind of ending okay. it on a bad Not a bad one. But this is basically based on what he was like in the Dirty Dozen. Okay. When I watched the Dirty Dozen, I thought he looked like this actor. Okay. And, and also, I haven't seen this film. That I'm, I saw Dirty Dozen, obviously. But, <laughs> so I put De Niro in Taxi Driver. No, I haven't seen Taxi Driver, but from what I have seen, I don't know, like, Victor yeah. Panto just gave me the vibe of 
<laughs> Travis Bickle. There you go. Okay, let me. My, my two moods. <laughs> are you a Victor Franco or are you Travis Bickle? <laughs> I don't want to be either. I I like this. Maybe one. not with the mohawk. Not the yeah. mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like their role, like they played kind of similar roles. Yes. Yeah. But obviously, okay. De Niro's way taller. But... <laughs> True. We can edit that in post. Yeah, right? we're... <laughs> do it on his knees. <laughs> I think that's a good one. I think oh, you should be more confident about. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you got? Who have you got? So, I went with Martin Landau. Yeah, I got Google there. I know okay. the name. Um, I if I walked past him, I wouldn't know who it was. Yeah, probably like younger, like sixties era. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> What's he been in? What do you recommend? He won the Oscar for Ed Wood, which you does have Johnny Depp, but it's a good movie. <gasps> He's in North by Northwest. Ooh. Okay. Let me see some others. Oh yeah, he was in Meteor. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. Who was he in Meteor? He was like one of the generals. I think he was the one that argued all the time with Henry Fonda. Oh, I'm just Googling Meteor just to see. Oh, I think you're right. Oh my God, I think he was. Yes, yes. He was in like the, the uniform. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Favorite character. New favorite actor. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> that is a really good one. That's oh, really good. Thank you. I'm proud of us. We did a good job. We always say how bad we are. And then yeah. we do it and we smash it every time. So. <laughs> what we need more confidence. We do. <laughs> that was a good run. I like that a lot. Like that, that was lot. fun. Yeah. Now, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Do you want to do your six degrees? Sure. Now, I hope you didn't just do a child is waiting. I know. Trust I've got, me. I've got way more faith in you. Than yeah, me. I'm not that. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, yeah, I could go the easy route, say they both were movies. Okay, so I'm sorry, I have to connect with Judy Garland. So I would have to say they both were movies with Jenna Rollins, but that's, you know, that's too easy. <laughs> so I was doing some thinking. And so in Rosemary's Baby, you do you remember like the landlord guy? Yes. Elisha yes. Cook Jr., who's like my, one of my favorite character actors. He was in a movie with Judy Garland. He was in Pigskin Parade. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, you, okay, nice. Do you remember him in that? I, no. Okay. <laughs> but who, was he a brother? No, I think he had a smaller part, but he wasn't. In it. Oh, Pigskin <laughs> Parade is an old film, like, it's sweet. <laughs> but I was That's surprised I could fine. get it in one, because even though they acted around the same time, they were not in, yeah. Yeah, not really, like, same circles. But I think we've been doing really good with yeah. our degrees. We've only been doing ones. Yeah. Really, really good. I love it. But it just makes a competition. Let's. Oh, True. We have to fight. <laughs> yeah. We're too good. Good luck with the next one. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've just yeah. eaten my words. <laughs> so, yes, that brings we'll us try. to we'll... our next subject. So, in a couple of weeks, I will be doing a bio episode and then we'll just get into the films of the one, the only Whitney Houston. Yay. So this should be fun. And yeah, six degrees. Oh, no. I wish you the best. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to need it. Oh, wow. <laughs>
but yeah any other thoughts on yeah John I honestly like just seek out his films don't be nervous just try it and it really might be for you I think I I, I don't know if I said this I might have said it in the actual one his directed films are better than his acting films minus like Rosemary's Baby and Edge of State and Marvin and Tyke I think <laughs> <laughs> but like his director films are just really good and I think if you are into film I'm also saying if you're into film you'll love it but it's just it's always good to say you've watched it as well I always feel like yeah but I think there's a lot, there are a lot of them are on YouTube how many are in the book the 1001 book so not a lot it's shadows faces woman under the influence and killing of a Chinese book. okay Wait, really? obviously with, yeah only four that's insane isn't it huh. I would have really thought like opening night yeah and then with acting it's just Rosemary's baby okay bizarre like i'm still surprised dirty doesn't not on there same i would have thought that was it like yeah weird fit i wouldn't put faces on there to be honest with you i would have taken that off <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to see that film <laughs> so you didn't it's see, what, like that one no i didn't like it after all. Okay. <laughs> but it's what got me into seymour i'll like, take it i'll take that but yeah no, oh no. i just watched a movie with him in it all right film film <laughs> It's called uh, Things I Never Told You, and he plays Andrew McCarthy's dad. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> so but he has three scenes, so don't watch it for him. Okay. But he's a mustache. He has a mustache in it. Yeah. Damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I might grow to love it. Like... I've seen, he is actually on my stats for the year so far, but zero as of Eddie's films. That's so funny. <laughs> he's just everywhere. <laughs> he's literally, he's been around, bless him. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing all your insights. Oh, thank you. Not a lot, <laughs> <laughs> No, it was fun. Coming from someone who, like, doesn't know anything about film. <laughs> That's not true. Oh. <laughs> Come on. But no, thank you for letting me speak about Castle Betty. Yeah, definitely. I do love it. I really do. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to check out some Cassavetti's films, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. This episode was co hosted and edited by me, Audrey Cornell, and co hosted by Louise Coleman. The music was written by Nia D'Amelio. Gone But Not Forgotten is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.